please note, this podcast contains offensive language, adult themes, Lower Deck Season 1 spoilers, and Star Trek The Next Generation spoilers. You've been warned. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. If you are looking for video evidence of Bigfoot. A coupon code for pan sets? Like sets of pans. A link to a treasure trove of furry fan fiction. Ooh. Or if you're looking for a serious Star Trek podcast. Then then this this is not the podcast podcast for you. I'm Sarah, that's Haley, and we are here to snort laugh to the point of insanity. (laughs) What a way to go. Not good. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You look great. I love those glasses. You look good. Smarty pants. I mean, you look great too. Do you want to start us off about doing a quick little shout out to some sponsors before we really get popping and locking as I always say? (laughs) I got nothing else. I got to work on that. Yeah, please. I don't know how you pop and lock vocally. Anyway. (laughs) Not crackle pop. This episode of Rewind is brought to you by Fansets. It is the place to get awesome pin collectibles. They have over 200 officially licensed Star Trek pins to pick from with new ones coming out every month. Lou, John, and the entire Fansets crew are fans, so they know their product and service has to be the best of the best. And it is. See all the pins and collectibles they have to offer at Fansets.com. Oh, Fansets. <laughs> Our pins have character. Yes. <laughs> and Fansets has an amazing lineup of October releases coming your way. So let's get to it, lady. You can purchase the Star Trek Discovery Lieutenant Bryce Micro Crew pin, as well as the Women of Trek Hoshi Sato pin right oh, now. My favorite. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Also available right now to pre-order over at fansets.com. Finally is the special Voyager Collector <gasps> set commemorating the 25th anniversary of our fellow favorite Delta Quadrant Stranded Crew. This set is gorgeous, people. It consists of 10 beautiful crew member pins which come together to form the Vo- Voyager Delta Plus, the Voyager 25 pin released earlier this year. It comes with a backer board and a black frame and it will look kick ass on your wall but you will need to pre-order your set right away because only 125 of these beauties will be available actually that's 123 because bill and dan have already pre-ordered theirs <laughs> good for them great work fan sets thank you thanks fan sets fan sets their so... pins have character <laughs> hi how are you okay. hi, I'm, I'm good <laughs> <laughs> what's going on <laughs> oh god well i'm i'm half checked out because I am on vacation. Oh my god, you're on vacation now. How does it feel? It's um, it feels surreal. I had a little cry about it just because I couldn't believe that it was true. Oh my god, <laughs> I feel so sad. You're just like <laughs> queen music. Is this the real? <laughs> so I've been celebrating. I've watched um approximately thirty-seven episodes of The Simpsons in the last two days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we're going to go up to Tofino tomorrow. So in an effort to avoid shopping there, cause like it's a small community and they prefer that people like one, not visit at all. Um, yeah. But two, like they just kind of say to bring your own shit and stay out of their stores. I went shopping yesterday to buy all of our favorite things. Like, and I was like manically purchasing like chips and popcorn mm. and wine and cheese. Like I bought a brick of, like parmesan because i guess we're gonna have some 
pasta. I don't know. Bought lots of that too. Anyway, it was super fun, but I spent a lot of money. I need to know what kind of chips and popcorn you purchased, please. Uh, Boom Chicka Pop, the yellow bag. The trendy stuff you see all the Karens buying at Costco. Yeah. So two of those, three bags of Harvest Cheddar Sun Chips. One bag of kettle chips, salt and vinegar. One bag of those Terra root chips. Mm -hmm. Nachos or like tortilla chips. And then I got like two bags of like white cheddar puffs. So, and this is for two nights that you're going away? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is for tonight. We're going to, we're going to be gone for like six nights. Whoa. Yeah. A lot of snacks. That's just the, that's just the chips. Like I got a bunch of, oh, also sour cream and onion Pringles. Oh, this is that trip that you guys are taking that busload of kids on? Or is this literally just two adult Canadians mowing down and having a time? We're mowing down. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I mean, I don't want to (laughs) eat all of that. I don't like, I don't want to eat all of that, but I want it there. You know what I mean? Well, what if something happens? What if the zombie apocalypse starts and you guys are hunkered down? You need to have your snacks to get through at least an additional day or two. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. Oh my God crazy that's exciting yeah Yeah, i can't wait to go and so it's storm watching season and Mm. it's going to be rainy i'm going to bring a few books and just kind of like hang Mm. i might try to surf oh yeah love it that's going to be amazeballs that's all i kind of got that's great you'll have so much to tell us about next time when you've had your vacation totally oh my god i'm actually kind of afraid of surfing because like 2020 who knows what's going to happen and a friend of mine last time she was surfing in Tofino I guess she was like too far forward on her board so the board went down into the water and Mm. then it fucking popped back up into her face oh god I know and she's got like a scar from it like oh Oh, by the way you know those mirrors that you can get they're like vanity mirrors or whatever and one side is like zoomed in and the other side is like regular type oh i know them well oh yeah so i have one it broke so 2020 <sighs> seven more years <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh did my I god also... did trump break a mirror recently <laughs> oh my god jesus how are you i'm good i think yeah I'm cold. It's raining. No, it's chilly. It's chilly. I uh, I'm not on vacation right now. I'm actually dreading the fact that on Tuesday I'm going to go back downtown in the morning on the bus to my office. We have a new location, so they want us to set up stuff. So I think I'll just go for half a day. I don't really want to spend the whole day there. I don't think my dog's ready for me to be gone a whole day. So yeah. I'm going to ease him into it. There hasn't been any force or talk yet about us coming back, but I know it's the hot topic right now. So I'm just like eye rolling myself into just not thinking about it it is what it is um what else have i got i've been listening oh okay so i this is gonna sound so 2001 i've discovered reddit yeah. <laughs> like i've been it's like so I, now i understand kind of how it works because if you don't yeah. really go on it you just kind of like 
find yourself like, like send a link it. there you're like what is going on yeah. i've had people like give me a thumbs up about a comment i made which was more of just like a oh thanks for the information because i joined like a subreddit for people who read uh, romance novels and then i joined one that's for like the true crime that we were talking about yeah. and um local news and so like just oh don't join but, the victoria subreddit it's toxic i know it's amazing i kind of like it jesus but there are a few actually really good science-based ones that i found that are really good and yeah so it's kind of my new thing yeah um also it's not a thumbs up it's called an upvote right i got a i got a bunch of upvotes when i asked about who's got a book recommendation of cop drama or like a good murder mystery entwined with like a romance and or like one like upvote from x-men Yes. And so people were commenting and giving great recommendations. And someone's like, I'm going to save this post. This is great. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, like you made a post? Yeah. Oh, my God. Willy nilly. I've only ever posted two things. A picture of the sushi I was eating. <laughs> and the other was a picture of a jack-o'-lantern I carved like seven years ago. That was just like the Canadian to U.S. dollar exchange. <laughs> scary <laughs> yeah no one there's one person who came to the door and was like i get it and every, everyone else is like i don't know what that means and like it literally says like one usd equals like yeah. I, think, I think at the time it was like 76 cents which is not bad the six looked like a penis i, I did what i could <laughs> good effort kid um i found a good podcast that i've been listening to called the mile higher podcast and it's like a combination of true crime paranormal conspiracy theories all kinds of stuff they're really long episodes like some are like an hour and 45 minutes and and oh but when they're like kind of just chatting like they're not annoying they actually have interesting things to say and they're very like i don't know they're kind of very realistic in the sense that we're like we're not here to tell you that this stuff that we're talking about is factual (laughs) we do the best research we can do but a lot of this stuff is just this was something interesting that people said so we're just we're telling it because we found it interesting yeah so i just finished listening to like a it was four episodes and it was the five families that rule the world, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, Bush, the Morgans and the DuPonts and how shady as fuck they are. And it was really good. And then they did like a Moira Murray missing, you know, they've done all types of ones and I've, they're really good, but they're very long. So I kind of like pick up and, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you have the time, Mm -hmm. do you listen to case file? Yeah, I do. I just listened to the Steven Stainer um, episode that came out last week. And so it's like, long story short, seven-year-old boy gets kidnapped, is raised by pedophile guy as his son. And then when seven years later, when he's 14, he's too old now for the pedophile guy. And so he um, finds another young boy and brings him to the house. And Steven is like, nope and so they end up like escaping and going to the police and he just says you know like my my first name is steven and i've been missing from such and such for a really long time Oof, anyway I and he gets, to it. it's really good and it gets weirder Sweet. stuff stuff happens okay I'm gonna look i'm gonna look for it i think i've heard this it sounds somewhat familiar but yeah i was listening to the um the one about oh i can't remember his name johnny gosh oh that is such an interesting story and i'm really curious as to whether or not there's truth behind the visit. him visiting his mother and him having to hide because of the fact that this is a very much like a 
Jeffrey Epstein, Clinton's big names are involved. And it's like, I don't, I, I fully believe that that is a, a possibility personally. Um, I think with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, it was a big wake up call for a lot of people when you see him rubbing shoulders with big names and royalty and the mysterious way he died. And now Ghislaine is, I haven't heard anything about what she, what her status is radio silence. i know she was arrested but is yeah. she I don't know. uh i believe she's still in carcer like she's still in custody. custody i hope that the visit was real i can also understand her making it up because it's like when i had lunch with josh groban at the space needle yeah. it happened like yeah. it happened i've said it so many times that it's a real memory now <laughs> he sang and people clapped and he paid (laughs) (laughs) i had a caesar salad and (laughs) oh my god the worst part is is like i think i was like 17 18 maybe and we had just been to pike place market and i was wearing a star like a boy's star wars t-shirt with vader on it i mean it was sweet it was like baseball style but i had also purchased a wreath of pearls that had like ribbons flowing down. And I was just like fucking wearing that. And I was like, no, dude, it was like early 2000s. Oh, no. Anyway, and I was like, fuck, is that Josh Groban? And my parents were like, who the fuck's Josh Groban? And I'm like, ah, it wasn't him. But anyway, I was like, why am I wearing this stupid thing? <laughs> Fitting. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, the stuff that we wore when we were young. I wasn't even that young. Anyway. Oh, so you're, you're doing good. That's good. Yeah. I'm excited for the next couple of weeks i've applied on a thousand jobs because i'm desperate to get out of my job so yeah i have high hopes mm-hmm. should we move to creepy corner i don't really know what that means i only recognize it as creepy corner <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm not recording what just kidding i'm recording oh <laughs> I was like, that's my creepy corner. (laughs) Did I scare you? (laughs) It's a nightmare. Oh, fuck this podcast. Bye. Like, we never talk again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Should I start? Sure. So, like, last time I promised that I was going to tell the story of the spider in my bed. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, do you, like, ever lay in bed and you're like, ah, it feels like there's something in my bed and you, like, rip the covers off and there's nothing there? Every night. Yeah, that's what, like, that's what normally happens. But not, like, to the point where I'm, like, moving blankets. But I always feel like there's, like, I just, like, I touch my arm. Like, I just... Yeah, yeah. It's usually my hair. Yeah, or nothing. So, like, this one night, I'm, I'm, like, maybe 18, 19. I'm still living at home. um, And I'm reading in bed, like, about to go to sleep. And I feel, like, this creepy crawly. And so... I rip the covers off expecting nothing, but instead there is a spider in my fucking bed and I have terrible arachnophobia. And so like I legit left out of my bed, like a fucking gazelle. I put on a pair of pants. I put socks on and pulled those up over my pants. I grabbed a hoodie and I tucked that into the pants and then I put the hood up and I cinched it and then I jammed my hands into the sleeves and I balled up the sleeves. So I was like impenetrable And then I left my room and I slept on the couch because I was like, I cannot. And part of the reason I think that there was a spider in my bed is because my room was like a teenager's room. Like it was not clean. So um, next day, my parents are like, why are you on the couch? I'm like, fucking spider. 
they're like, maybe it's because there's clothes everywhere. And I was like, yeah, well, whatever. I can't go in there ever again. Anyway, so I go to work and I come home and my mom, the best, has cleaned my room. Like, she did not have to do that. All right. That, That was my creepy story. I like it. My creepy story is a real story. It's just happened. So a week ago, I was walking Frank, and we came upon an old man. He was probably like 80 years old, dressed in like dirty old man clothes, like coveralls or like worn denim or whatever. He looked like super harmless, like I used to be a farmer kind of guy. Or like, it looked like a kind of like old guy that would have like a lot of trains, like train sets or something. (laughs) You know, he was just missing the hat. Anyway, he said hi, and I did because I acknowledge people in my neighborhood and not a total asshole. And he said hi to Frank. Now, Frank may be full of beans and a high energy dog because he's still kind of a puppy. He's a year and a half, but he's not really like a barker or a growler unless we egg him on. Right. Yeah. So he did not like this guy. He did not like this man at all. He barked at him and even growled when the guy like looked at him and was kind of saying things like, no, you don't want me to say hi. And I was like, kind of embarrassed because I'm like, this is like a nice old man. And I was saying to Frank, like, go say hi, like be nice, which always usually works. But he had like this vibe and he just like wanted to go. So I was like, all right, well, me and Frank will just keep moving. And I was like thinking like, you know, dogs can sense things. So I was like, ooh, what's the story? And then a couple days later, I was in the woods again and I spot bought a different old man with a border collie who was like super cute and sat down when he saw Frank and then Frank sat down. So we had these two oh. dogs across the thing sitting down staring at each other, like both yeah. young, sweet dogs. But I wanted to kind of like go the other way, but not stop yeah. and like talk and have dogs yeah. playing and then yeah. they get pulling on their leashes and stuff. And like, I was on my lunch break too, right? So yeah. I had to get back to work. Anyway, the border collar seemed super gentle and sweet. And then that old guy from the other time walking up the hill and he said hi to the other old guy, like they probably recognized each other. And I recognized him instantly and took a hard left and instantly heard that border collie barking madly and aggressively at that same old guy that Frank had barked at. And I'm like, man, like there's something up with that old guy. And like both dogs, like the other dog seemed so sweet. And it was just like, yeah, yeah, as we were walking away, I just heard like, and I was like, holy shit. And then I saw, I went yesterday and I saw him just standing in a weird spot, looking overlooking and just like hanging out in the woods. And I was like, hi. And he's like, hi. And I'm like, Ugh. I just, I have a, just a vibe, just a creepy vibe. But like, as soon as I see him, I go the other way. And Frank doesn't Ooh. like him. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. I know. Creepy, right? Oh. That's my Did creepy. Did you tell corner. Brad? Yeah. And I told one of our neighbors too, and he's like, oh, I know who you're talking about. He used to have dogs, but he's kind of a weird, he had, yeah, he said there's some weird vibes from that dude. So, Well, and fair enough. I mean, some people are just socially strange, but yeah, especially uh, the older they get, but still, I was just like, Ugh. to have like both dogs, especially Frank. Yeah. Who normally doesn't yeah. Frank out. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so bad. bad the worst anyway i think yeah. we're done with creepy corner sorry about that i thought i did all this fuck that's okay i can Let's always start. just do a cut out of time while you do it you can or also... i can tell you about some of the gossip that i've from tricknews.net yes tell me about the gas hot gas did you hear about the biden presidential campaign that aims to trek the vote to victory no it seems as though the united states presidential candidate joe biden is a star trek fan and they've taped cast members from five series to take part in a virtual event including people like george takei patrick stewart jonathan frakes brent spiner keith mcfadden will <gasps> wheaton kate mulgrew jerry ryan sydney Gilbert and green 
Anthony Rapp, Michelle Hurd, all these people. They're doing oh like, the whole thing to support Joe Biden. Wow. Pretty rad. Trek the vote. And I think you, I sent you the link about the big news with Kate Mulgrew. She's going to be providing her voice and talents and reprising the role of Captain Catherine Janeway on Nickelodeon cartoon called Prodigy, which will be geared towards kids. I don't know anything else about it though. That's kind of all the news I got. That's good news. I mean, Lower Decks just ended. So that's season one done. And now we got Discovery season three starting up in a few days. And it's, I'm so excited for it. I love Discovery and I've really like missed it. So um, yeah, there's new characters. Ugh, they're going to be in the future. Um, going to be great. Yeah, we did a quiz. Who's your TNG boyfriend? Um, I'm just finishing mine, so you tell me who yours is. It's Jordy LaForge. <gasps> when yeah. Commander LaForge doesn't have his hands on some piece of technology, they can only be in one place else. And honey, that's all over you. Uh-oh, look mm-hmm. out. His scanners have picked up something extra hot and it's headed his way. <laughs> Love it. That's me. I just finished mine. Guess who I got? Data. Well, no, thank <laughs> God, no. Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS, the USS Enterprise? <laughs> yeah, bask in the romantic embrace of the captain of the Enterprise. No piece of art, music, or literature can ever be as refined and tasteful as your dear Jean-Luc. Between you and that beautiful bald head, nothing from here to rise that will ever get in between you and love. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, I sent you a link for a bunch, so now you have like a whole That's bunch awesome. that you can work on so you can just like set them aside. Love it. You did a synopsis, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for it. <laughs> so uh, we watched uh, Masks. Did we ever? Here well, goes. Here, here we go. <laughs> Strap in. Put on your mask. Put on your mask. <laughs> Troy is somehow a teacher now, and she is telling her students that their sculptures are garbage. She's there to help those kiddos understand and reflect their feelings in their sculptures. What would your sculpture be in 2020? <laughs> what would my sculpture be in 2020? If I was to sculpture, like it was, if you said like sculpture 2020, I'd probably just sculpture my hand giving the finger. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I would just throw some, like, what is the stuff that you make things out of? Pottery stuff. Clay? Yeah. Clay. I would just fucking throw it at, like, a fan. (laughs) And whatever comes out is, yeah. Yeah. Um, Data did an iPad, (laughs) which is typical (laughs) and expected. Troy's like, work on your imagination. And all I can think of is that warning sign we got about the robot from last year that said that they should put all humans in a zoo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Troy asks him to sculpt music and Data makes a treble clef. This guy can't win. (laughs) Riker calls him to the bridge. The Enterprise has encountered a rogue unknown comet in the Darcy system two sectors away and uh it's so it's like 87 million years old um picard is like huh weird log it i guess <laughs> data starts explaining exactly what a comet is <laughs> and then there's this weird flash data says that it's disrupted the ship's sensors which will last exactly 39 hours hopefully this episode won't last 39 hours Crusher's like, yo, Troy, Worf is going to teach us some cool Klingon exercise or battle shit. 
there's a weird sculpture suddenly in Troy's quarters and they both dismiss it. My guess is it's something to do with the comet. (laughs) The fact that the sculpture starts to glow confirms it. Theme song. 18 18 hours into the scan, the Enterprise is maintaining cruise-like speed or whatever, and the comet is legit a small planet beside them. Data is back in a children's school class and is sculpting a mask. He doesn't know how he's sculpting it or what it means. Troy asks Data if she if he's been in her quarters, but he hasn't. A child's console is being weird and is projecting strange icons. Hey, Riker, could we melt the shell off the comet? Jordy, sure, I guess. Data? Data. I don't know. I'm reading something that's familiar to me for some reason, and I can read the weird signs on the consoles. He sees one that signifies death. Mm. Picard gives the A-OK. That's his catchphrase. To melt the shell off the comet. And guess what's inside? A ship. (laughs) Data says he's not sure if it's a ship, but that it is over 87 million years old. The crew starts to speculate about the ship and if it became encased in ice over the years instead of (laughs) using the ice as a purposeful shield. (laughs) Data thinks it's a library or something and he's able to connect with it somehow. No one gets why he is special and can understand it. Jordy goes to run a diagnostic on Data. Worf keeps an eye on the sensors to make sure that if the ship is downloading anything, it won't corrupt the major systems. Meanwhile, the primitive sculptures have started showing up all over the ship. Data's functions are A-OK, as Picard says. (laughs) When Data's subsystem is scanned, he has a jerk of sorts, and he says he feels an impulse that's foreign to him. He asks Jordy what it feels like when a person loses his mind, and I am slightly scared to continue watching. (laughs) Data becomes scared, and Jordy disconnects him from the scan. He asks Data what's going on, but his head has become some kind of waffle, and then he has a scary voice, and I don't want to watch anymore. I yell to no one, I don't like this. Data says that Masaka is waiting and it makes me think of a sushi restaurant that I want to go to. Picard calls for Troy to come and Data does a shadow echo thing like a dumb kid. Like I'm talking about shadow echo as did you ever go to um, science world and like you could go into a room and you could jump and it would like photograph your shadow on the wall. I think that's what I'm talking about here. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like anything about this. <laughs> Pain and death are Masaka's jam. Data says to leave. I don't, I, well, Troy shows up and Data bows to his knees and says, Masaka, I am yours. Every part of me is yours. And then I remember the dream that I had about being at STLV and Brent Spiner shows up at my room in a robe and rejects me. But <laughs> <laughs> you came here, dude. Jordy finds out that the comet or whatever has been making replicas of sculptures and is doing the same with data and his personalities, effectively leaving him with multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. I am learning that my fucking math won't bother to autocorrect. That's why I'm having trouble reading this. <laughs> Picard is like, I need to talk to iHat. Big sculpture, security team, Indiana, Picard, Jordy, they figure it's Masaka. I am now seeing the troll jewel on Jordy's visor. <laughs> The ship is being reconfigured and Deck 12 is now an aqueduct. Picard says that we need to destroy the thing and he regrets it because it's a loss not to learn more from the situation. Jordy opens what is quite obviously a capsule or coffin and finds it's full of really cute snakes. 
I look away, come back, and the library ship has transformed 20% of the ship. My friend sent me a text of her gorgeous plants, and I got distracted. So when I look back, Data is looking at a fire and is talking like an old man. He says that the comet is looking for a sacrifice, and Data is it. Picard is like, I'll do what I need. I'll do what I... I'll do it. What do I need to do? Fuck. I think I hoovered that wine too fast. And Data says he needs to build the temple of Masaka, and I'm getting bored. There are 16 more minutes remaining. (laughs) I will include high-level bullets from here on out. (laughs) Picard needs a sign. Data draws it in his hand, but it turns him into a different person before he can continue, and that goes on for a bit. Jordy sets up the computer to make a sculpture, but it's contentious because it could be wrong. Worf advises that the deck is clear and the transformation is initiated to reflect some sculptures or something and Picard and folks are trying to figure out the puzzle. And then I make a side note. I mean, if they got through Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra, like they can't fucking figure this out. They are looking for a specific symbol that looks like a horn. I wasn't paying attention as to why. Data, Data does some open fist punches and knocks people out after he finds and dons a weird mask. Picard and Worf and Troy are trying to interpret the symbols. Data is wearing the mask and sitting in the throne as Masaka. There is more back and forth. And now now Picard is wearing a tinfoil mask. (laughs) I'm crying. (laughs) I keep hitting pause to see when this episode is going to be over. There's still three more minutes. <laughs> Don't forget the credits. <laughs> it all ends up well because of whatever the fuck Picard said to Masaka and Dina is fine too. The end. <laughs> She's falling over on the couch laughing. I can I see her. She's losing it. <laughs> oh, I just have to get a Kleenex. <laughs> John's not here. <laughs> oh my god, wow. <clears throat> Did you um listen to my review or should I play it right now and can see if I can it? record it? Can you play it? Because I didn't listen to it. Okay, so sad about it. <laughs> I did something different here, folks, where I actually recorded myself my reactions as I watched this episode, and then oh. I edited it down from you know the hour the episode is to like 10 minutes. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm going to put Netflix on my phone and watch what I know is going to be the worst. And I mean, we all know Code of Honor is the worst, but I mean, this is a close second. So let's do this. All right. Clay, why is Troy hanging out in the school? Hey, Troy, why don't you not tell a kid how to do his art? Because art is... So, so up to the artist. I don't know what I'm saying. I just don't. I'm already mad at this episode. Data looks at the word abstract as though he doesn't know what it means. He's a computer. He knows what it means. Sculpt music. Sculpt the middle finger. Oh. Ooh, a rogue comet. I used to call Haley a rogue comet. Haley's comet. <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, my office chair is really squeaky. That's how I like to consider my emotional state as an icy mantle. <gasps> there's a distortion. All right. Come on, episode. Oh, there's the doctor. 
present from Will. It's Commander Riker. Show some respect. A secret admirer who just broke into your fucking quarters. I'm not okay with that. I'd be way more concerned if I was, like, in my bedroom and then I came out to find an object, like, in my kitchen and I'm like, okay, cool, so I'm going to be on an episode of a true crime podcast with someone who's gone missing. Oh, we're in the art room again. Oh, masks. I get it. Data, have you been in my quarters? Maybe. In my sleep chair. Is Data capable of lying? Oh, this kid's adorable. His computer's all fucked up. I want a Jordy LaForge spinoff show. I think everyone needs more LeVar Burton in their life. Bored by this episode already. Fuck. I wish my systems were impaired right now. Maybe this episode would be funner to watch. God, this episode is boring. They're just like standing there staring at it, talking slowly. But everyone's like turning to look as though they're so engaged in what the captain's saying. Primitive and non-functional. That's what she said. I've now clearly lost interest in the episode because I'm logging into my account with Harvard to see where I'm at with my introduction to digital humanities. Oh, Data's having issues. Data's got something plugged into his head. He's like, it's like he's plugged into the Matrix. What does it feel like when a person is losing their mind? Well, Jordy's flipping out now. Oh, crap. Here we go. Masaka is waking. I hate it. I hate everything about this right now. This is the worst. I thought I hated the fucking wind dancer. Now he's sitting on the fucking... Oh. Nope. You should feel honor. Masaka is waking. Ugh. It's the worst. Are you going to say what I say? Are you going to say what I say? Fuck. Oh, I hate it when he laughs. Ugh. I was doing the Burt Reynolds. This is so horrible. Don't watch it, Haley. Look at that big thing on his chest. Hey, fansets, can we get that made, please? <laughs> it's 20 pounds. Brass. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, here comes Troy. What? She's Masaka? What? I don't remember this episode. I think I went through years of therapy to repress my memory of it. Oh, his chest plate changed. Oh, okay. Now it's sexy. Every part of me is yours. Mm. Troy's like, mm, should I be ethical or no? He is fully functioning. Data is the worst. Oh, he's changing again. Oh. Oh, new chest plate. This one looks like a uterus. Or a pretzel. He's crying. He's afraid. Oh, the ship's rumbling. Oh, you're hurting Captain Picard's wrist. That's his good wrist. Uh-oh, Masaka's awake. Oh, there's palm leaves and stuff in the... It looks like when you go into the Luxor Hotel. I like it. This episode is so dumb. I just can't, like... Picard's trying to show off his archaeology skills by making up shit about this stuff he doesn't even know. Oh, this sun here isn't really a sun. It's a symbol of fucking wealth. And, oh, what's that, dude? I don't know. Oh, the ship's being transformed. Did your visor tell you that, Jordy? Oh, deck 12 is an aqueduct. Oh, weapons are down. Ew, there's snakes in there. Why did it have to be snakes? Oh, engineering's now got palm leaves. It looks nice. They need more plants on the ship. Does the Enterprise have a decorator? Are you going to put the fire out? We're just going to pretend we didn't see that and uh, pop and lock our way out of here. Hmm. Just <laughs> stay warm. Fuck off. Was <laughs> he trying to be like the godfather? <laughs> he just needs to like move his hand over his chin. I'm going to make Masaka an offer she can't refuse. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up.
Oh, who's Cargano? Oh, here we go. Ooh, pan flute action. Oh, here we go. I'd be the persistent one. I'm Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> I want to watch that episode now. I don't know how, if I hate this so much that I love it, or I'm scared to say that I love it. It's just, it's like Sabrosa. Like, they're so bad, but I'm having so much fun fucking cutting it down. Oh, here we go. The old guy's back. <laughs> One of my children. The line, the unending horizon, the curve. This could be my next tattoo. Come sit with me. Don't sit with them. Run. Fast as you can. Oh, big yawn, Frank. Oh, who's this asshole? How much longer is left? Oh, 13 minutes, thank God. Well, the bridge. Bridge has had a makeover. You guys don't have any chairs. Fuck. <sighs> don't risk it. Have a trisket. Oh, all right, they're going to proceed. They're going to initiate a transformation. That's what I'm working on right now, internally and externally. Just saying. Feels good. Oh, they got Misaka's temple gone now. There's no one else here. Yeah, no shit. God, Borf. What do you do? That giant mask plate sun on the wall. Where is that right now? Does somebody have that in their home? Is that like on a fence in the backyard surrounded by Copapelli's in Arizona right now? That's what I would do. Well, flute solo. Oh, God, he's wearing that fucking mask. Hello, Clarice. Or I never go to an art museum with these three. <laughs> go away. <laughs> Stupid. Captain Picard's taking some risks. Initiate the transformation. Another mask. Awesome. God, oh, this is boring. All right, here we go. It's a showdown. In one corner, wearing a stupid mask, it's Data. In the other corner, wearing an even dumber mask, it's Captain Picard. <laughs> Mine's silver. Mine's clay. How did they get through this scene with these masks on? I bet there's some really good bloopers. I'm getting sleepy too. Masaka. What just happened? Data passed out. Oh. Okay. So, everything's fine? Oh, yeah, Data's okay. Have I been dreaming again? Ugh. <sighs> it's over. Yay. That was what it was. <laughs> that was so fun to listen to. Oh my god. It was just a combination of me going, uh, like, sighing loudly, oh. or going, oh, here we go. <laughs> or doing the voices. Masaka is waking. I hate it. I hated it. I hated I it, but I had so much fun hating it. it. I know, me too. It's I hated, so it just really, you know what, it just grinds my gears when they come across something like the comet, which they don't really, like, they're, oh, shit, it's 87 million years old, it's from two quadrants or two sectors away, um, maybe don't fuck with it? Yeah. Oh, no, let's, like, melt the mantle off. Like, that, don't! Stop! I know. Like, you just want to slap their hands and be like, no, just continue on. Yeah. And I just, data episodes, I, mm. yeah, I don't mind some data episodes where there's a really good, like, dramatic plot, but the, the attempt at comedy or any time that he steps out of his robotic role of data, like, and he's laughing and jumping around, I'm not, I hate it. 
I hate it. It's creepy. It's though I do like it in one of the movies where he like he drinks something and he's like, oh, I hate it. And then Guinan's like, another, please. Like he's all the movies are on. The movies are great. Oh, they're all on CTV Space or whatever. I just set record on all of them because I don't think I have access. They're on Netflix, yo. No, a first contact and insurrection and generations aren't. They weren't. Oh. Yeah. They well, might be right. on um, Prime maybe now, but either, or either way, I'm recording them. So. Oh, maybe. that's so good. I'm yes, so I saw that all the original movies were on um, mm. yesterday. Oh, my God. Okay, so ooh, shake it off. Oh, Do we have yeah. any um, fun facts? Why don't you start us off? Sure. Um, first of all, I'll just say my thought for this episode is I didn't care for this episode. Thank you kindly. That's all I wrote. <laughs> That's all she wrote. Um, all right. So interesting facts. Brent Spiner, who plays Data, found <laughs> oh. this episode to be one of his most difficult acting assignments on the series. No comment. <clears throat> um, Michael Dorn, he plays Worf, cited this as his least favorite episode. Mr. Woof. Um, I'm glad that he said that. Um, the melting <laughs> comp effect shot was later used in star trek voyager episode death wish you're kidding me i'm why would i joke about something so specific yeah i mean death wish is <laughs> pretty serious um though she is promoted in last week's star trek the next generation thine own self this is the first appearance of troy as a full commander making her one of three on board the other two of course being commander Riker and dr crusher not oh, sure because Doctor Crusher is the commander because of her position, like as a do- as the ship's doctor. Yeah. Hmm. Boom, Mike. <laughs> Visible <laughs> in the observation lounge briefing above Troy's head, a little to the right. Well, while the comet is being described as a rogue comet, which means not bound to any one star system, the on-screen graphic shows it being an elliptical, an elliptical. Uh, an elliptical orbit. Well, that's a fucking oversight. <clears throat> when Picard hold, holds up Data's clay mask in the final scene, its left side is visibly vibrating, which suggests that it is actually made of a very thin and light material, such as paper or cardboard rather than clay. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Internet Movie Database, for all those tips and dips and chips and nips love um would you rather be the starfleet officer that helps save data from this or would you rather do a hard reset like you unplug them and wait five minutes and plug them back in plug them back in um i would no i'm not gonna try and save data from this i would just reset them you (laughs) just turn them right off yeah i turn them off put them in a closet yeah maybe leave them for a little bit yeah make him think about what he's done he's broken (laughs) you think about what you just did um i think uh for a rating scale i'm just gonna say i give this five data voices and an hour of deanna's huffy crafting hour (laughs) (laughs) why was she there i guess her role as ship's counselor like she should be like interacting with young minds and stuff but she was just exactly like you said um it, art art is in the eye of the beholder and i it just like catapulted me back to like a college course i took um in english and it, there was a piece of poetry and the teacher said you know so what what do you think this means and someone put up their hand oh well you know i think it means this and he goes no <laughs> 
my God. Can't things mean something different to other people? No. And then I think that, I think that the person who um, was rejected ended up swearing or something. And the teacher just said, get out. Anyway. And this was you, right? (laughs) No, Um, I wasn't listening. What did Dan say about this episode? Dan said, skip it. I hate this episode. Listening to Data and all his different voices is so annoying. Along with Sub Rosa and Aquiel, I will probably never watch this episode again. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Bill said, say? meh, this episode is putrid. <laughs> I hated it. I just... I think I watched it on a on a good day where I was in a silly kind of mood. And then I think yeah. adding in the vocal recording, I just was like, I just, I had fun watching it and I'll probably watch it again down the road, but I want to have like a couple of drinks <laughs> like and something going on. Like, Oh, I'm working on this puzzle at the same time or I'm cooking. Yeah. Um, so for our next episode, I have a question for you okay. about which one we should do. Yeah. Do we want to torture ourselves further and do season seven episode Journey's End, which is the last time we see Wesley, but it also is the return of the traveler? (laughs) (laughs) Or do we treat ourselves to double Rikers in season six second chances when we meet Thomas Riker? Oh my God. I love that episode. Can we do that? I don't want to, it's been the traveler and I don't want to say goodbye to Wesley We'll do that after. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, let's do a double Riker one. It's a see it by both Dan and um, Oh, absolutely. Uh, Bill. So, and I haven't seen it in like since I was a kid. Like I literally like most of these episodes I haven't seen since I was like in my teens. So I'm yeah. excited for how my body and soul react to double Riker. I can only remember one scene and it's Thomas and Troy are talking Mm. in his quarters, I think, and he's still in love with her, and she's like, no, we're not together, and, you know, like, I don't know you, and ugh, poor thing. Mm -hmm. All come to me, Thomas. All right, that's the one we're doing. (laughs) Okay, cool. Fun. Love it. So now, for rewind. Mind. 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 Wind. Wind. Last time we talked about, I played those question games where we're like you just got beamed aboard the enterprise and now that you better understand a little bit about what it is like we've been zoomed into the future or whatever the case is yeah um now we need to answer the questions as though we didn't do this currently it happened to us when we were like in the age of watching star trek well not that we knew that star trek was a show but like just that age of like yeah 12 13 awkward tween teen yeah I, so went, the, I went even, like, a little younger, like, nine, like, ten. Gross. Uh, Take many lovers. If you woke <laughs> up tomorrow and found yourself in sick babe or the Enterprise and you were told there was no way to return to the life that you knew, what would you do during the first 24 hours, week, year? What would you do with your life? So I said um, in the first 24 hours, I would immediately use the replicator and make toys and candy and chips and pop. And then I would um, eat all those things and play with those things. And then I would probably... Um, be overcome with the reality of the situation and cry because I was a sensitive child. Um, The next week I would find an adult that I would expect to be my guardian and I would slyly ask if I had to go to school hoping that I wouldn't have to. I would have to. Uh, In the next year I would try to make friends and learn how to live on a spaceship. (laughs) Kind of boring but mm. And then in terms of what I would like to do with my life, I would want to be like Troy or Crusher or one of the other pretty ladies on the ship. I always wanted to grow up and be pretty. 
And you are. You're beautiful. Thank you. You are beautiful. Gotta get ready. (laughs) Sweat dripping up in my body. (laughs) (laughs) It's about time for my arrival. We're coming home. It's the same thing as last time. Anyway, um, it's a great song. Good. Oh, it makes me think. I did this. I found this new workout video because I'm doing like, I'm doing these workouts that are like just straight up like um, uh, weightlifting and stuff, and try to keep yeah. like a serious circuit and you know focus on it. But then I found these videos on YouTube where she's <laughs> first of all she calls it oldies music, but it's share like do you believe in life after love? And I was like doing the workout, and it was the song strong enough, and like the workout was like you're doing like a lot of squats, but like when you do the squats, you do like a gunpoint, and I was like in the office like doing this work I was singing and I was like I had the biggest smile on my face and I was like because I'm strong enough to live and I was like oh my god I am so white woman at 40 trying oh, to like work out so it was good uh, but you get the right song and you're just oh, like you're, go- you're golden golden showers that's uh what Trump's scared of getting out there have yeah. you seen the Comey rule yet no um I want to like be able to pay attention to that. So Jeff Daniels. I, it's on my list. Jeff so Daniels good. is a. There's something yeah. there. Yeah. There's yeah. something there. Yeah. Loved him in Speed. Uh, I think Speed might be my favorite movie of all time. It Anytime is a really it's on good TV, movie. I watch it. Yeah. There's a guy yeah. in the road up ahead. Um. Okay. So I didn't answer these because I just kind of wanted to fly by the seat of my pants with my answers. So good. I'm just gonna get into the zone of. Where was I in my head at that age? Because at that age, I was obsessed with Star Trek. So what that meant was that I was, I have a very active imagination and I live in a fantasy world and I still do. So with that in mind as a kid, I think that if I showed up there, I would be, obviously there's going to be a point of me being like upset. Like, what do you mean? Like I can't see my parents and my cat that was evil, but I'd have so many questions and I'd want to meet the other kids because I was the kid that always went up to people and like introduced myself as a kid. Like, what a weirdo. It used to be an extrovert, not so much now. I would have totally replicated fruit roll-ups and gushers, um, mm. candies, and a Happy Meal, probably. I'd want to find out if I can watch TV because I'd want to watch like the shows that I like. I don't know where they put me if they put me in my own room or they put you with an adult that you don't know on the first couple of nights. So I would be like a little bit nervous and hesitant about all of it. And then once I kind of like got put into school, I think people just turn out the way they turn out no matter what, unless something traumatic really happens that can shift your personality. So I probably would have just like gone through school, gravitating towards the things that I like. Like, I don't think that me getting zapped into the future is going to make me any fucking better at science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would have been like, I'm the artsy kid who, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be an engineer. I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm not going to be... But if I was exposed to other things, then maybe I would have been inclined to do security stuff because I've always, ever since I was little, wanted to be like a cop or do something like that and be tough. So maybe if I got placed with Wharf or somebody in security, then I'd get trained up. Yeah. But I would probably have the total opposite of what it would be if it was at this age. I wouldn't want to be like, oh, I have to go back to Earth. I'd be like, no, like I'm out here on a ship. I want to play in the holodeck and I want to see stuff. It would be a completely different experience. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you get to visit other planets. Maybe I'd take after, maybe, I bet you anything, I would really like Keiko because I'd want to be in the Arboretum with like flowers and plants and animals and like see what kind of cute 
dog-like things are on other planets and like yeah and she's so that's like little kids like i want to be a marine biologist like every kid says that and oh my god i job shadowed a marine biologist when i was in grade seven because i was like i'm gonna see some whales no i know you know what that means it's time for us to go go play in the rain i go play in the rain rain. (laughs) 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 um do you like podcasts Haley? I do. Do the do the listeners like podcasts? I hope so. I, you know what? If you do, that's great. We like you. If you don't, what are you doing here? Go. Yeah. Go watch the football game. It's on. If you want to hear more, then you need to check out all the great shows that make up the Trek Geeks podcast network by visiting them at trekgeeks.com. There is something for everyone. Unless you really hate Star Trek, that I don't <laughs> recommend. I don't know why you're listening right now. I don't know yeah. what your motive is. I don't know if I should be concerned. Maybe um, it's because most of this podcast is not about Star Trek. <laughs> Creepy paper. Well, I'll just stop when they get to the synopsis. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like this and you want more, you can support us by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon. Get all the access to the unedited audio the worst of the worst for us um so actually it's some of the best stuff i think is what the patreon get to listen to mm-hmm. um so get in there it's cheap it's as cheap or as expensive as you want it to be really you do you <laughs> there's other perks too it's a great place you can interact with truck rewind on twitter at truck rewind and lastly we'd like to thank five year mission for their amazing music check them out at fiveyearmission.net and because you've listened this far why don't you go ahead and visit fansets get yourself a 15 percent discount by using our code Rewind in all caps <laughs> to infinity. Yeah, you know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Music for Rewind is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Rewind is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.